0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 339 on Tuesday the 30th of June 2020. Hello, I'm Alan.
1: Hello, I'm Andrew. And in a week where so many are unable to call an estate an estate, we'll be asking can anything go wrong with rushing through legislation before revealing any details. We talk about how the anti-car brigade are ramping up their efforts again. And we lean into a time when personal mobility was scoffed and derided. But first, we have some positivish follow-up initially. Kind of? Yes. McLaren has secured £150 million in funding from the... National Bank of Bahrain. Thank you. The National Bank of Bahrain. Now, this isn't the only money they're looking to raise. Uh, they are also looking to put a bond on their factory as well to secure extra cash but this will help them with cash flow in the short term as every manufacturer is it's been obviously heavily hammered by uh, covid and the lockdown and lack of sales Mm -hmm. fingers crossed that that means mclaren can do things again and pay people
0: more special editions
1: well yes i did notice there was a couple more been revealed recently ish I was kind of joking, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the long tail GT, et cetera. Next piece of, of follow-up, rental e-scooters. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago. They're going to be made legal on UK roads from Saturday. Yippee. Yippee. Now, just quickly to reiterate a few points uh, from from when we talked about it before. First of all, these are only rentable e-scooters. So not the one that your kid has or whatever, or your hoverboard or any of that. That's still illegal.
1: Oh, so the clown that was going up one of the main roads of my town passed the police car that did nothing, was illegal, and then he proceeded to go into the pedestrianised zone on it. That's that's still going to be illegal, is it?
0: Yes, that is still absolutely going to be illegal.
1: Excellent. I'll just give this snippet to my local police station.
0: They will be banned on pavements. They'll be limited to 15.5 miles an hour, and it will be recommended uh, that riders wear helmets. Private owned e-scooters will remain illegal. There is a set of guidance and eligibility uh, requirements To apply to and receive the appropriate licenses, there will be eligibility checks before you can either implement this as a council, or you can run one of these 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 scooter rental trials. uh, All about vehicle design and all the and all sorts of bits and pieces. It's not going to be every Tom, Dick, and Harry. That makes it easier for the people and for 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 enforcement officials, really, because then you've only got. There should only really be at this point one provider in each town and they obviously they will own a number of scooters which they'll all uh, meet the meet the rules as set out in section Three One of the e-scooter trials guidance for local areas and rental operators uh, which was published today
1: hopefully that guidance will also calm fears particularly of those who struggle to get around who are Mm. fearful that Dumped scooters are gonna cause problems and pavements and things.
0: Exactly. That is the big downside on this, and it is the big risk. Because they can do everything they can to legislate all about all about scooter design. They can check the suitability of the operators and, and how um competent they are to run them. But ultimately it comes down to the general public and their behaviour.
1: Yep. I'm going to move on to the James Atwood Magnificent Octopus and talk about the coronavirus and the car world timeline. The main point to discuss this week is that driving lessons will be allowed to resume from the 4th of July onwards. Although at the time of this was published, and that was last week, details on how that was going to be safe were not yet available.
0: Only breathe out the windows.
1: I was going to say, sitting in a small enclosed Box with someone you don't live with doesn't sound sensible but hey-ho uh, especially when you because one thing that did crop up in my thoughts on this uh was the likes of Leicester being locked down mm. what happens i presume this will be seen as the non-essential shops right you have to close that business down the schools are closed down so these temporarily yeah. do not work but how that's going to be policed i suppose
0: i think it's classed under non-essential business
1: yeah yeah Uh,
0: i think that's what it's got to be
1: uh i'm still not sure how that's going to be safe because the aa looked into the possibility of putting plastic screens similar to taxis and then quickly came to the conclusion that if the instructor needed to grab the wheel that might be a bit tricky (laughs) Yes. I'm glad yes. they they worked that out before they installed
0: the screen. <laughs> I have a funny feeling you're going to end up with the instructor wearing a little like strimmer visor thing, yeah. a bit like hairdressers, yeah, um, to just try and stop spray either direction. I just made it sound gross and try and have the windows open type of setup. It is
1: gross, but I, I just, I, I really do from the stuff that we are aware of or is being strongly suggested are issues with this COVID. Being stuck in a metal box, small metal box with someone else doesn't seem sensible. I understand people need to earn money, but...
0: Hmm. And people need to learn to... Well, yeah, kind of need to learn to drive, yeah.
1: I, I hope nothing bad comes of it anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that it, people will be so paranoid in this case because it is so important, and it is a limited number of people in each case, that, that it will be done and adhered to. It won't be like some shops.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely. I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that people will do it Unsafely, but just think Hmm. the idea is not that safe. Anyway, take us to misleading headlines.
0: Well, I was going to say, well, following on, people who who have already got uh, their driving licenses have been trying quite hard in some cases to lose them. (laughs) There's a story on the BBC News website titled Huge Increase in Speeding Drivers During London Lockdown. And I'm not really sure quite how to read that. I'm not sure that there are actually that many more speeding drivers. There's just no other drivers on the road at the time. As a result of that, people who don't really care are much higher percentages. I think we're seeing in most behaviour across the UK right at the minute. Uh, All the grown-ups are staying at home.
1: I think we could also add in that the police didn't have other stuff to deal with as much, so were able to concentrate. Or their attention could be...
0: Well, they just happened to be there when people were...
1: Yes, rather than
0: I think you're digging a huge hole here. If we keep on with this one, uh, there was a seventy-one percent increase in drivers caught speeding in London when the lockdown started. Uh, say probably due to the fact that there was a significant, there were significantly fewer people on the road, so it was easier to spot them. There were some quite impressive speeds in a sort of appalling way. Well, absolutely appalling way. Uh, Highest speeds recorded during the lockdown in London alone. Well, 163 miles an hour in a 70. I think that must have been that Audi video. Mm. Good. Lock them away. Throw away the key for driving at 163 miles an hour on the public road, one-handed whilst filming your speedo. 134 miles an hour in a 40. Over four times the speed limit. Gee. Uh, 110 in a 30. And 73 in a 20 which is quite amazing to be honest i've seen a little bit of that round here as well if the roads and the industrial estate are quiet then people just mash the throttle on the rowdy and that's them
1: but I, I think what this highlights is that it's again it's this the narrative is speed is bad and evil and dreadful and if you're doing 163 on a 70 or you're doing 110 on a 30 or 73 on a 20 it's kind of
0: hard to argue with those four that i read out
1: but I would suggest that the real problem is idiocy and the speed is one of the symptoms of that. Oh, so often. And uh, I think everybody knows that speeding is socially unacceptable because the detective superintendent uh, Cox goes on to talk about how he wants speeding to be seen as socially unacceptable uh, and as socially unacceptable as drinking and driving. I think it already is seen as that by many people that, you know, you don't go Clattering through a twenty mile an hour, even though no. we see a number of people doing it, particularly when you're near a school and something like that. Hmm. But it, it it's difficult to quantify and log idiots.
0: Yes, speed is terribly contextual as well. Hmm. Yes, it is. Shall we move on?
1: Yes, and that's the news that the six-month automatic extension to MOTs will come to an end as of August the 1st. Government announced that we will be asked to go, if if our MOT expires after August or on August the 1st moving forward, we will be asked to take it in to get tested properly. However, if you're vehicle runs out of mot or your car because i think vans and
0: lorries it continued your
1: were... uh, commercial vehicles have yeah they've still got that like, going on anyway haven't they so for cars then you will still have that six month extension mm-hmm. if it's in that last week
0: on the other hand so many people were getting mot's done anyway as we discussed last week yes um, <laughs> that, that still you know there's only two-thirds of the cars left okay. yep it's
1: not so bad yeah so thanks for it, it's not so bad
0: Yep. Next up was one of the other big pieces of news from yesterday afternoon into today, and that is that there won't be a Geneva Motor Show in 2021. The Committee and Council of the Foundation Salon International de l'Automobile has just met and decided on a number of things they won't organize a 2021 edition as a result they won't be accepting the loans from the state of geneva because one of the conditions was that they did run a 2021 show and what they're going to try and do instead is to try and sell the rights to the geneva mode show to Palexpo SA, se which is the exhibition center where it is held in geneva so nobody really knows what's going to happen. Uh, they said one of the reasons for not holding a 2021 one show was that manufacturers weren't really that interested in taking part. A couple of reasons for that: first off, all the manufacturers got thoroughly stung last year because there was so much toing and throwing and no decision being made until very late. Uh, you can imagine that they're they're going to be super cautious. As a result, they basically paid for a motor show which su- subsequently didn't happen. And as well as that, they're just, I think there's a little bit peeved about the committee and the running of the show in general and the fact that exhibition centres and the show organisers and all these things do tend to make sure they take a fairly hefty pound of flesh mm. for absolutely everything to do with any kind of trade show. And I think that that probably annoyed people too, especially some of the fabulous price gouging that goes on in Geneva, I'm told. Not that I've ever paid for a hotel room in Geneva to go to the show. There is one last thing on this, because there are many other commentators commentating on their opinions on the Geneva Motor Show. It's worth saying that hashtag motor shows aren't just for journalists, as I, do, as I do normally, in that there are literally hundreds of thousands of visitors to the Geneva Motor Show. 600,000 people visited, and only 10,000 journalists. So I would just like to remind journalists that they are a very small percentage of the visitors and the press officers for the manufacturers and the executives for the manufacturers you're a very small percentage of the number of people that a motor show is actually for. so please remember that you miserable old sods
1: i think what they need to do is just get together on twitter and the date that it would have been just to Bitch and moan for three days on Twitter
0: they could uh, well yeah that's it I mean start it's,
1: complaining it's... about prices yeah. hotels are cramped uh-huh. and pointy elbows of Italian journalists yeah
0: and that they can't get through to speak to the people from the companies that they want to speak to mm-hmm. yeah and and they can just Try and film some static cars under some lights with other people walking into shot all the time. I think that that would work very well indeed.
1: Then they could they could really feel they were still there in spirit.
0: And I will sell you a ham sandwich for 10 euros. <laughs> and a beer for another 10.
1: Warm or cold?
0: Cold. They're not oh, okay. complete sadists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Moving on, and this is the news that the Committee on Climate Change, which sounds very official and sort of is official, thanks to legislation, but it is still uh, an independent committee, has suggested to or has recommended to ministers a raft of actions they can take to ensure that the climate change targets that have been set will be met, especially with the coronavirus um, problems and easing of lockdowns and how that's hitting economies and everything, that they're trying to remind the government that they've still got to hit these targets, even though everything's incredibly tough right now for for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the suggestions they've made obviously focuses on the car side of things, because There are so many cars and we're an easy target, but mainly because there are so many cars. (laughs) And one of the suggestions is to increase the taxes of petrol because petrol prices are so low, which they're not round here anymore. They are almost back to pre-lockdown levels for us. Lucky, lucky us.
0: But your fuel around you is is always expensive anyway.
1: But isn't it, it shouldn't be because we are fifteen miles from one of the largest refineries in the country.
0: <laughs> Whereas I'm not, and it's always cheap. What was it? <laughs> um, it's twenty pence a litre cheaper with me at the minute than it was before uh, on on uh, Tesco 99. That is
1: seven p at the minute. Cheaper. I, I
0: filled I filled up on Sunday, partly for the novelty for it, but also because I was down to nine miles in the car, which is still a fair week's worth of use at the minute. That was the first time I had filled up a car with fuel or put any fuel at all into a car since the twenty first of March.
1: Impressive. I'm I'm not a fan of increasing taxes on fuel prices because we already pay an awful lot anyway but what they are suggesting with this increase in tax is that money is put to one side for incentivizing people to buy uh, more uh, fuel efficient or uh, zero emission vehicles side of things so a sort of i think whether increasing the grant or to pay for the grant Mm -hmm. for an electric vehicle or something like that
0: that's more balanced than we're used to seeing for some of these.
1: I know. Uh, I looked into who the committee have got, and it looks like they have a nice mix from across sort of economists, behavioral scientists, as well as uh, climate change scientists, and this, uh, as well as some MPs as well. So there, there seems to be a nice mix mm-hmm. of uh, expertise and sort of general real world living <laughs> as well, which sometimes. Yeah. These think tanks and committees don't have.
0: All too often, they're a, they're a think tank with a with a particular purpose and view. I mean, this is what we looked. I looked this up earlier when we were discussing it before we started recording. Is so there's an independent statutory body that was basically it was established as part of you know it had to be established as part of the Climate Change Act in 2008. So it is independent, but it is it is just a committee it's not an actual policy committee
1: yeah yeah it's a, it's an advisory committee but one of the, the one of the things they did talk about that was was needed was for the government has or grant Chaps has talked about encouraging us to not use our cars as much and we need, and he mentioned this weeks ago about you need to think about this now, moving forward, that we have to mm. use the, our cars less, if you can possibly do it, and that this uh, committee is now advising that that becomes a policy, and that they they have policies around this to encourage us to walk, cycle, maybe e-scoot more, <laughs> depending where you live, e-scoot more also which is interesting but they also talked about a better broadband because to encourage more people to work from home and making that more viable which uh we've talked i mean how many times We're constantly yeah right throughout this we've discussed this and and hopefully that is something that people really get on board with those that can and want to because it's not for everyone i totally get it. and particularly i think that's you know people have had a crash course in that unfortunately and some it's not been for everyone
0: i saw somebody actually today on that topic saying one of the keys was going to need to be flexibility and that there will need to be some dare i say we work style places where you can go because sometimes you need to do that with good broadband and away from the kids and the dog and whatever else is your interference your mess behind me is mine to be able to do that you know you people are going to have to be able to just hack up their stuff and go and sit in a in a cafe somewhere because sometimes that's what you need to get your work done as well as home office yep set up that, that, that each of us are in and they were saying that the key for people isn't going to be work from home it's going to be work flexibly sorry that's way off motoring and i'm really sorry but i think it no, does feed tight. into is, this story it, and, and just general tight. behavior
1: yeah yeah overall I don't think they're saying anything that we haven't heard before or that is too contentious. I mean, if I don't want to pay more for anything, so that's the hard pill to swallow. But if it's going to be used for a particular purpose and ring fence, I could more swallow that pill. Yeah, I I
0: can. If I could see what it was going on, then I'm. And this goes actually for all taxes. If I could see what it's going on. And that it's not just being spaffed away, as the prime minister would put it, on silly things. Then, then I will generally be alrightish with paying more tax.
1: Mm. Yep,
0: I should be Swedish.
1: <laughs> Let us talk about then, Alan. Talking. Let's talk about throwing money, good money after bad, possibly. The maybe. TVR's still not dead. All right. <laughs>
0: we keep thinking Somehow. it's dead. In March, they came back and said, oh, we're having a factory refurbished and pay- being paid for by Blino gwent County Borough Council. Hmm. Stick in a few extra words though, why don't you? In Ebel Vale. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're having that done. Uh, but at the minute, they are off and they are looking for more money. Uh, so supposedly some of the so God. Supposedly previous factory de- de- delays were, were were blamed on european union bureaucracy but now uh they're saying that it's it's not that they're owed lots of money from debtors they have 2.1 million pounds in assets but they they do need money to get this into this to production they, they only need a few million and a, a few million 25 million is what they're asking for but company accounts published in march revealed it's owed 8.23 million from debtors has it has net assets of over 2.1 million itself, despite only having one road registered car and no employees yes. beyond the company directors. <laughs> uh, they also need to pay off a two million pound loan from the Welsh government and three million loan from a finance company. <laughs> <laughs> TVR's directors say they have no particular reason to expect that such funding will not be secured. However, their auditors have stated that a uh, material uncertainty exists that may cast doubt on the company's ability to continue as a going concern. It's not dead, but it is twitching.
1: But it's got £40 million worth of sales, apparently. Orders, or- sorry. order
0: book. Really?
1: How many Griffiths is that? That's a lot of Griffiths.
0: It is a lot of Griffiths, and it's just not... it's just... It's just not. If you've seen the car in the flesh So so often these days I find that press photos do not flatter a car. They actually they, they don't never look as good as they current styling is that is that cars look better in the flesh than they do in press photos. Pretty much always.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This, if you see it in the flesh, is just completely, it's just a non-thing. It just looks like a kit car. It's not a good-looking car, actually.
1: Something just smells off with the whole business.
0: But when I'm saying that, I'm not saying that in the sort of car design. Well, of course, it's because the A-pillar doesn't intersect with the front wheel and there's a wrong number of wheel distances between the the wheelbase and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just a bit... uh, whereas TVRs used to be meh. Yeah. See, this is the joy of a podcast. You can't do that in print.
1: They were purposeful, if nothing else.
0: Yeah. 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 So anyway, they're still twitching, but they're not gone yet.
1: Mm. Well, talking of another company looking for money, and that's Aston Martin. Oh, yes. Well, thanks again to COVID. Uh, they are obviously struggling. And then with their huge I'm not sure
0: COVID is the root cause on this
1: that's, one. No, it's not the root cause, but it is...
0: It's a contributor
1: <laughs> severely hampered in an already trying situation. Um, they are going to issue new shares worth around twenty percent of the existing capital, and this is part of this is one of a series of steps to try and raise two hundred forty five million uh, to help them move forward. This is on top of the investment they've already had from the uh, Lawrence Stroll Consortium, so. Mm-hmm. They've got their DBX coming out next month, isn't it?
0: Yes, yes,
1: yes. It can't, be, it can't be soon enough. Well, no, as long as they sell them. Hopefully they sell them. That's that's the. That, it's vital, isn't it? Clearly, it's clearly vital to their existence that the yeah. DBX sells by the bucket load.
0: I think even just a small sand pail will do nicely at the moment. <laughs> thank you. But bucket loads would be preferred yeah. and skip loads would be even better. Yeah they need it they need it going out the door
1: so fingers crossed that 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 works for Aston because obviously everybody wants Aston to do to do well
0: mm-hmm. Pol- more pollution stuff very very quickly on this one car makers are slipping further and further away from the co2 uh, emissions targets that have been set by the uh, eu Uh, and its environment agency based on 2019 figures. So, of course, 2020 figures for everywhere are going to be much, much lower. Average emissions were 122.4 grams of CO2 per kilometre last year, an increase of 1.6 grams per kilometre compared to 2018. It's it's actually still below last year's targets of 130 grams per kilometre, but, but it's well off what's meant to be implemented this year. Trouble is, whilst I'm saying it should, the overall numbers will be lower this year, people will have driven fewer kilometres this year,
1: so... It's average, isn't it? It's fleet average. So it, it doesn't matter. Average. It's just going to be purely on what they sell and what that's tagged as in mm. the test, the WLTP test.
0: Exactly. And it's uh, 95 grams per kilometre. By the way, is what which
1: is a heck is. of a drop.
0: <laughs> it is a significant drop, and that's why we're seeing the loss of many interesting vehicles or sales of interesting vehicles being heavily heavily curtailed.
1: Yes, and also why we are perhaps seeing a lot of calls from the industry saying, "Do a scrappage scheme on EVs and hybrids, please," <laughs> because they really need that number to go up.
0: Hmm. Across yeah. the board, yeah. there is still no word on that. I am not. I think that the, the, the closer comes somebody, some governmental person, uh, saying that it was really going to have to be down to the manufacturers.
1: Yes, and on that front, I have seen a couple that mm. have put forward their own contributions.
0: It's probably significantly cheaper for them to make the appropriate contributions to your um, finance down payment mm. than it is to pay the fines. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's the lesser of two weevils
1: it is and this is the news well i'll go through this while alan checks the motion podcast letterbox to see whether a massive check consultancy check has arrived because i think we suggested this over three years ago so we're happy to take a <laughs> what,
0: when we were driving around to yep. at mcdonald's and wishing we could charge our cars in the car park yes
1: exactly that but there is the news that McDonald's is, with uh, Instavolt, going to install uh, charging electric car charging points across the UK. They are talking about hundreds.
0: According to the ind- the independent quotes, hundreds.
1: Yeah, whether that's locations or charging points, I don't know. I presume charging points. We, we, as we said, we joked, I, I joke in the introduction, but we did say this as we were going around. It seems eminently sensible.
0: Mm-hmm
1: that if you're there grabbing something to eat or how many people used to meet up business-wise in McDonald's, a cup of coffee to have a chat and stuff. Yeah, plug in their, those people plugging in their cars and then getting off after half an hour mm. or so. Perfect.
0: It's perfect. Time for grab something to eat, go for a, m- a mug wee, use some of the mug Wi-Fi. And then muck off. Cars are, um... <laughs> <laughs> and then your car's 80 percent full or whatever perfect mm-hmm.
1: yes <laughs> yeah it's a great idea i mean we said it about uh starbucks those, those sort of places as well so yeah, yeah we're going to just see this more and more places are just going to do this
0: it's going to become part of the landscape it makes good business sense for both parties
1: well people people are going to expect it people are just yeah. going to expect it so yeah. yeah right i think that's the end of the first part
0: it is finally the end of the first part, yes, odd in betweener type uh, guilt minute this this week, uh, so just to remind patrons that the patron will be collected tomorrow or today or you 've probably it 's probably already been taken by the time you 're listening to this if you 're yes. not watching the live stream, <laughs> so that will be will, will be going so we will be returning to normal service as far as that is concerned. Thank you all so very much for your continued support yes what we're going to do though is say for one last time if you do feel that you have cash burning a hole in your pocket if you have a little extra because you haven't been giving to us over the last few months uh, then it would be great uh, if you could donate that amount to a charity that is relevant to you Uh, it's been really nice to hear from people saying that they've been giving it to the um to ben the motor industry benevolent fund uh, was 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 one that somebody said that they'd uh, that, that they 'd donated to with the amount that they would have given us uh, if you are stuck then ben 's a great charity uh, the one we 've been recommending all throughout the last three months has been the Mission Motorsport COVID 19 Response Fund. It's where Mission Motorsports try to put in place the framework they need to support their beneficiaries remotely and to enable the community and camaraderie that they foster so well in person to take place online. There's a link in our show notes that you can use to find out more and to donate.
1: Thank you formula e
0: yes berlin is coming up and the six races and a number of different configurations of Tempelhof airfield uh however the neo 333 driver ma Hua, in the number 33 car won't actually be in the number 33 car um he said he's not going to be in berlin uh this year he's he's based in china it's very difficult for him to travel and race abroad and it exposes risks as well so as a result neo 333 are looking for another driver mutterings are that it could be either nelson Piquet jr who was formula e's very first world champion
1: He's been out a couple of seasons, has he? He has
0: been out a couple of seasons, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or it could be former Audi driver uh, <laughs> Daniel Abt,
1: making one of the quickest comebacks ever.
0: Very first comment down at the bottom, by the way. So we're this uh, story we've taken from therace dot com and their Formula E coverage
1: because E three six five has gone. Has it? Yeah, that's why we don't we don't link to anymore. Oh. I don't know why it went, but it's gone. Oh
0: it was really good it you was were a, you were, for good. a little while you were an awesome spark of awesomeness at the very first comment to the story is at least it's not santino Ferrucci, who i believe is the guy that raced, that drove instead of abd wasn't
1: it yep yeah
0: the, the three packets of popcorn at the end of the comment were the giveaway for that one so so yes we'll see uh just just who that is people saying well it could be great box office and draw people in if they've either got a, a classic a classic driver like uh like nelson piquet downside for him is he's never driven the right the way through races of course he's only ever done the ones where you had to swap car halfway through uh, or of course daniel Abt, which will continue the story of silliness uh, which Quite. is why he's not driving for audi yep meanwhile in formula e uh ds tachita um, they raced a cheetah.
1: <laughs> we are legally obliged to say that every time yes, we mention them. Yes,
0: until <laughs> up until the cease and desist order comes through. Yeah. Um they've been the first to confirm and to start testing a new powertrain technical package. ahead of the twenty the the twenty stroke twenty one which begins in twenty twenty one. Formula E <laughs> yes. season. So Jean Eric Vern, uh current champion and Driver for the past two seasons has has been and spent a day at Dreux in northwest France to get the first testing in and done on there. Yep. There we go. That's all the Formula E news. So, time for read of the week. Yep. Lunchtime reads. Lunchtime, Lunchtime reads. Read.
1: How many of these have we done? I can't remember. Only 339. Yet. It's okay. Don't worry.
0: List, list of the week lunchtime read
1: yes okay. yes well they're both happy birthdays so perhaps that was the the issue
0: that was it yes that was absolutely it
1: celebrating the 40th birthday of the fiat panda a car we love and are waiting to get our mitts on the latest version when supply allows
0: and andrew's andrew's waiting to get his mitts on the latest version i've owned a panda
1: ah yes you have it is Lunchtime read is from Tom Wiltshire in Car magazine and he's just basically going through the history. It's brilliant. The name, I didn't realize the name and I should have realized that I should have known that about the name of the panda, how it originated. So I will leave that little that little uh, tease there for everyone to make sure they do go and read it. Both both names actually. But I love these little cars. I just think they're fabulous and
0: they, they are they are really awesome.
1: And the 4x4 I'm adamant that for most people in the countryside, all the car that most people in the countryside will need, rather than a huge, massive thing Well, for most people. Not at all. Yes.
0: No, no. Not you overall. might sometimes want something that's a little more reliable, is all I'd say. Yeah. Nah. But yes, tiny little cars before wheel drive, and just high-ride thing. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Right, so take us to another happy birthday, but this time for... List of it's ha-
0: well. It's happy birthday to Alfa Romeo. It's 110.
1: Looks very it good. Celebrated
0: on it. it just last week. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's not bad, isn't it? It's a couple of nips and tucks to the Julia, and you're away. Yes, there is a monster list uh, on Autocar by David Finlay of essentially their greatest hits. And because it's Alfa Romeo, it is it is a proper multi disc compilation. Yes, we're, we're what, getting here.
1: How many cars didn't appear? I think that would be a shorter, much shorter.
0: Not many. Not many. The
1: It was the Mazda tie-in. The Mazda tie didn't appear.
0: Oh, what, the Arna? Yes.
1: That's no, not, you're
0: right. The Arna enough. is... The, uh, yes, And it was a Nissan anyway. Oh, Nissan, sorry. Oh, gee whiz to think. Does a podcast about cars and everything. Gee whiz. So, yeah, there's some great ones in here. My... I mean, there are so many. I think we can probably choose two each because it's so hot. No, I've just thought of a third, which I would have. So, I mean, my favourites really are stuff like the the one six four, and especially the RZ and mm-hmm. the SZ, the SZ particularly, the the hard top. They are just my absolute favourite.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to be very cliched and say the thirty three Stradale. That that's. I just. Uh, I could spend hours gazing at the
0: it. alloy wheels. The alloy wheels on that car are just, to me, they're sort of simple perfection. I, I, I the Type 33 Stratale is just wonderful.
1: Yeah, but also uh, second for me is also the uh, GTAM, which is Slide 19. Uh, I, I just like the unapologeticness of that. It's not trying to be dainty and pretty. Mm-hmm it's just it's very much in your face and and if you've got wipers that work against each other that's perfect
0: (laughs) yes clap yeah sort of clap hand ones there yeah as ever i mean the, the, the the king of 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 sort of italian car informational Stuff for me it has to be uh, uh, Matteo Licata and his Roads to Life uh, channel on YouTube. Do go and check that out. Just search for Roads to Life and you'll find it.
1: Yeah, he's left Twitter now to just concentrate on that, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's so awesome.
1: Go show him some love because he really knows the stuff and the information he gives is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Right, I will. And finally, us. Yes, it's the end of the road. For the Segway, so take a moment, quiet contemplation of that tragic event. Well, it was just way ahead of its time. Imagine the Segway now; hmm. they'd be they'd be legislating, saying this is the way that we're all to go around mm-hmm. cities and urban areas. It's just t- ahead of its time, I and mean, it was derided, it was ridiculed, it was laughed at to the point where it was in a movie. Where was, I think it was Mall Cop, was it?
0: Incre- yeah, uh, Paul Black paul blart mall cop i believe according to i've never seen it uh, according to the bbc article we linked in the show notes yeah i mean it's it's just they were they 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 just ended up being a bit dorky Mm. is the outcome have you ever ridden on one no used one they're actually really cool very very clever But yeah, ahead of their time, you know, nowadays there's so much personal mobility, but it was, it was in there. It was too clever too soon. Yep. I think with a segue. Yes. Uh, And then lots of unfortunate stuff like... uh, Killing the new owner. The new owner driving one off a cliff. Uh, Well, not quite. He was trying to move aside to let people pass and fell off the cliff on it. And prototype wheelchairs this year crashing and all sorts of stuff. So uh, hmm. so yeah, not 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 I not ideal. There. Not not a great end for something which in years to come people will probably look back at and go, actually that was a really clever
1: idea. Yeah.
0: Parish Notes last week it was a special edition out last Friday.
1: There was. Uh I had Luke Crane, who, the Actual Vision, the the chap that runs community racing and is a professional um commentator as well as consultant for esports. Uh, mm-hmm. He was on and we were ch- we were chatting about esports, what's happened during lockdown and community racing and stuff. I've had actually quite a number of really nice comments about the the conversation. So, thank you for that. I do appreciate. It. I'm very happy to receive happy comments. Yes. <laughs> Always yes. pleased to receive those. So, that thank you very much for getting in touch about that.
0: Yeah, so we're really pleased that people are enjoying some more of these interviewee-type uh, special editions as well. Because I know that when I started doing them, I was a bit nervous about them. But no, thank you all very much for your your nice feedback. What else? I'm still doing Zoom Zoomers, Monday nights 8pm, Then uh, and then uh, not very long afterwards, uh, appearing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Well, getting tidied up and then appearing properly on YouTube. Link will the, be in the show
1: notes, so you'll have that. Hangs around. It's it's out there now, I know that.
0: Yeah. And um and yes, uh, this week we talked about many things, uh uh a, including the, the semi-finals and the finals of the of the car user manufacturers tournament with internet trophy or hashtag come to it uh series of polls that was taking place. Uh, I almost managed that with a straight face just there, but have failed miserably in the last few seconds. Uh, and yeah, that that's that. Another one, next Monday, 8 p.m. if you want to watch live on YouTube. Yep.
1: Right, uh, rear view suggestion-wise, because uh, I'm still not in a position where I can actually record, I'm becoming almost a full-time teacher now at <laughs> home as well as trying to do a job. Ah, Not alone in that though. Not alone in that. You mentioned him before, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to suggest the uh, Matteo Licata episodes. That's episodes 21 and 22, because he was kind enough to talk to me for quite a long time. So uh, (laughs) I split it up into two episodes, but it's, they're brilliant he's he's wonderful and he is he is a fountain of knowledge and i am i'm still i'm very happy he's decided to remain on the internet even if he's not on twitter
0: yeah Yeah. good chap Right, Uh, that rounds us up for this week, but don't forget between now and next week, you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please uh, don't forget about our Patreon and all the other ways of supporting us, available at motoringpodcast.com slash support. And please, if you can, leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. Andrew, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you should find me there. And Alan, if people would like to know more about your tri-monthly mileage, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
0: Yes, if you do really want to know about very low numbers, uh, you can get in touch with me on Twitter where I'm at A-J-P Bradley. That's B-A-D-L-E-Y. Uh, we'll be back very soon. Until then, I've been Alan Bradley.
1: I've been Andrew Clues.
0: And safe motoring.